the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwhileadulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. Thanks for coming back. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you all and all of that stuff. This is the Dating While Adulting podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Michael. And let me just jump right into it. Okay, check this out. I was listening to The Breakfast Club um, not too long ago. And that is a morning radio show that is syndicated across the United States and all that stuff. And they were interviewing the host of a podcast. The podcast is called The Pivot Podcast. And while The Pivot Podcast has a sports foundation, they touch on other aspects of life and all of that stuff because they bring on people and they interview them as well and all of that good stuff. And But they talk about a lot of different things. Um, you know, go listen and all of that stuff. One of the hosts is Ryan Clark, and he is a former football player. And what struck me about this Breakfast Club interview that featured the hosts of the Pivot podcast, Ryan included, was something that Ryan said about his kids. He has a boy and a girl, and he talked about how hard he pushes his son. And he said that his wife once asked him, why do you push your son? Why do you push our son so hard, but not our daughter? And he answered by saying that if his son has a family one day, he'll have to be prepared for what it takes to take care of his family. Now, that was interesting to me, but apparently only me because none of the men or the women that were part of this interview asked any follow-up questions. They just kind of let it slide. And Ryan didn't say anything about what his, what his wife's response was to his answer or her, to her, to, to the answer of her question. My assumption was that there was no follow-up in the radio interview because the host. I'm assuming that they just all agree with them. At least that's what I assume. And while I hadn't heard it put that way, the way Ryan had put it before, I have heard varying, re- varying reasons as to why fathers are tougher on their sons than their daughters. But Ryan's response kind of had me feeling away and not in the way that Reggie would have felt. <laughs> yeah, that Reggie. <laughs> Re- Reggie, if Reggie had heard it, Reggie just would have been mad, you know, how dare you treat a boy different from a girl and uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you listen to the first 50 episodes of this podcast, literally 50, you know how Reggie is. So I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. But it did kind of make me feel, when I say it kind of way, kind of sad in a sense. And it spoke to the disconnect that seems to be growing larger and larger between men and women as they date. Ryan's answer to that question implies that it's solely the man's job to take care of the family unit. And if it's not a dual responsibility of both the mom and the dad to take care of the family unit, he can't feel that they have they that they both have responsibility if he's coddling his daughter while beaten down. And I don't mean that figuratively, not literally, beaten down on his son. Like, how is she supposed to know what her responsibilities are in keeping the family unit together? Does he feel that she doesn't have any? Does he feel that it's his wife's job to instill that into his daughter? Look, I understand that the same-sex parent should have more of a hand in raising the same-sex child or children or whatever. 
And this isn't in any way to imply that Ryan Clark is a bad father. I definitely don't want to make it sound like that. But I do question like these antiquated ideals that you have to overburden young boys with the weight of the world by giving young girls a pass as if the young girls' lives as they become women will just be a cakewalk. Like, don't get me wrong. You can't be raising soft kids in this world. <laughs> Definitely not in this world. But you don't have to beat the shit out of them either. And that's literally or figuratively in preparing them for this hard world. And both genders need to be equally prepared for what they're to face. And it shouldn't be left to one parent, given that both parents are around. So for Ryan to only talk about being tougher on his son because of what he'll face when having a family of his own, that same drilling that he's giving the boy should go into his daughter because it won't be a cakewalk for her either, like I said before. If these, if these girls are being raised as if those 1940s values still apply, boy, they're going to face a harsh reality when they do have husbands and kids of their own. Because when I look at these kids, and when I say kids, I'm, I'm now talking about young men and women, let's say like in their 20s or 30s or whatever. A lot of these young men are being crushed under the weight of these burdens. Um, that have been placed on them by these parents and society in general and all of that. And these young women are struggling because they don't they don't seem to have been adequately prepared for what they're going to face in relationships or what or what they're facing in relationships or marriages, et cetera. And it's really interesting watching it play out. At least it is for me sitting on the sidelines. Young men for example, they're rebelling against the idea of any responsibility of seeing these young men, these young kids, because of what they view as lack of fairness primarily. Well, even I'm not with the idea of doing everything in a relationship. Some of these dudes aren't even feeling, feeling the whole idea of doing half in a relationship. And for the record, I'm not just talking about financial. I'm just talking about anything in the relationship. Some of these guys have been pushed so hard and told what they have to do to be considered a man and all that, they've gone all the way to the other end of the spectrum and they don't want to do anything. Now, it's not that black and white. That black, It's not that black and white. There are other factors as to why guys, guys of today are different or at least appear to be different from our grandparents. But that father-son dynamic is a big one for those, of course, who have fathers in their lives. And many young women and girls um, have been and are being misled by their fathers into thinking that a father's love is something that can be replaced by another man. As such, they require that in dudes that they date, not realizing that it doesn't exist. No man will ever love a woman the way that their father loves their daughter. A, fa a, fa a father will put up with more than any other man could put up with or should put up with. So going back to Ryan's statement or answer to that question or whatever, as I continue to pick it apart, there's no argument to be made that he should be even tougher on his. No, there might be an argument, a better argument that can be made that he should be even tougher on his daughter than his son. I tell you what, man, our girls have so much to deal with as they, as they age. With things like human trafficking, rape, pregnancy, etc. 
I think the young girl's safety should should take precedent and should be addressed way more harshly than a boy and what he has to do if and when he actually has a family. Man, our girls are in a fight to stay alive with all the predators out here, man. And that has to be reinforced by both parents. I don't know, like I said earlier, I don't know if he just puts it off on his wife to handle his daughter or whatever, but he should be on his daughter too. Now, with all of that said, I can hear some people listening to this and, and they're saying, man, this dude, as in me, doesn't have kids, but he's acting like he's some kind of like child rearing expert. Nah, I'm not that. Thank goodness. <laughs> and if you follow this podcast for any length of time, you know the kids really aren't my thing. But I talk about this because I date. I am actually, I am actively in the dating pool. I am on the dating scene. And even though I'm not dating 20 and 30 year olds, even at my age, I'm meeting women that seem to be products of what I'm speaking of. I'm meeting women that want men like their fathers. I'm meeting women with unrealistic dating expectations because of their parents. Unfortunately, I meet women that have been preyed upon. And ladies, you know what I'm talking about, because many of you have met men the same way um, who run from any type of responsibility. You can call them trifling. Some of y'all call them fuck boys, whatever you want to call it. So just because I'm talking about women and the expectations and stuff like that, don't act like I'm bashing women because I'm definitely not. I've given men their fair share of criticism. So make sure you reflect on that. And I understand that we all have challenges, but it comes back partially to the way that we were raised. So it speaks to how both parents need to prepare all of their children for the world, but do it in a loving way. <laughs> There's a way to do both being, being real with your kids and also loving them. Don't overburden them and don't try to shield them from it. <laughs> yeah. Don't beat the boys down so that they rebel later in life and don't, don't coddle the girls and shelter them as if the world is just going to be like great for them. I'll just pass you off to a man who's like my, who's like your father. And he's just going to take care of you until you die. Nah, that's not happening, but that's it. That's all I have to say about that. With all of that said, you all know how this podcast goes. I often end up by talking about either one or two things, death or divorce. And I say one or two, but it could be both. But today it's only one. I'm going to talk about divorce. And this one, this one might reson resonate a little bit more with the black people that's listening. As white people might not even know who I'm referring to. Black people might not know who I'm referring to either, but they'll have a better idea. I'm talking about Kenya Burris and his wife, Rainbow. For people that don't know, Kenya Burris is the creator and executive producer of the show Blackish, which I never actually watched it. I don't know if it's still on. I think it's supposed to be the final season or something like that. Either way, it seems to have served him well. And it seems like a lot of people watch that show. I just don't really like comedies, but that's neither here nor there. He and his wife, Rainbow, which is a cool name. They are allegedly, quote unquote, divorcing after 23 years of marriage. 
Now, I use the word allegedly, and it's not because I'm worried about being sued, but because this is actually the third time that they've gone through this process or attempted to go through this process. They first, uh, we're going to get divorced in 2014, and she pulled it back. And then in 2019, and then he pulled it back. And this is the third time, third time's a charm, I guess, 2022. Yeah. Now, Normally, I, I look at these. I look at these couples that I talk about that are getting divorced after being together for all of these years. My standard is usually twenty plus years, but sometimes I stray away from that. And I'm like, looking at both of them, like, where the hell are y'all gonna go? I mean, y'all couldn't work that out in twenty years. Y'all couldn't figure this thing out in twenty years. And I know I say that all the time, but it still strikes me as odd. And usually, the couples are broken down and stuff like that. It's like. The best thing you got is what you have right now. You're not getting anything better in this shitty ass pool. But with all of that said, Kenya Barris 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 is 47. I don't know how old his wife is, but I'm imagining that she's around that age. And when I look at the two of them, I don't really know if I'm saying that that's the best that they can do or whatever. I don't know. And the reason that I'm a little hesitant to say that is because that's a good looking couple. And, and with all due respect, he's a handsome man and she is a great looking woman. Now, don't get it twisted. She's not like in, in Sonya Curry. She's not up on that level, but she she's up there. I'm very impressed um, with with her Instagram, because of course I had to go cyber stalker. But anyway, and shoot, she looks that good with six kids. Like, I don't know if she pushed all of those six out of her body, but man, if she did, that makes it all the more impressive considering that woman looks good. Hey, more power to her. <laughs> and if they actually do go ahead and divorce this particular time, I don't think either one of them will have an issue moving along. He's a good looking dude with money, so he'll definitely be okay. And if she has any issues trying to find her way through this shitty pool, shoot, I'll slide in, I'll slide in her DMs. Whew, she can come over here. The 40 or 50 year olds slide in DMs? I've never slid in a DM. And considering I've done just about everything that involves dating in one form or another. The fact that I've never met a woman by sliding into her DMs. Hmm. Hmm. That's something I need to look into. Anyway, shout out to Kenya Barris, shout out to Rainbow, um, soon to not be Barris. And uh, Rainbow, hey, holla at me. I got a podcast. So people listen. You know, you could do worse definitely could do worse anyway reggie <clears throat> what's up what's up what's up come say goodbye to the people say hi to the people say something to the people oh reggie 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 anyway reggie's being reggie um which is a common phrase that i often like to use but while he's still battling his social anxiety i will sign off then and wish you all peace <laughs>